no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. So he entered into our world in quite a beautiful, unique, humble, special way. Blessed is he who comes in the name, who comes in the name of the Lord. Riding a colt to Jerusalem, he comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna, amen. Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna, amen. With the branches sing his praises, for his kingdom is at hand. Hosanna in the highest, amen. Together we raise our voices in praise, in praise of our glorious King. For if we are silent, the rocks will cry out in praise of our glorious King. Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna, amen. Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna, amen. With the branches sing his praises, for his kingdom is at hand. Hosanna in the highest, amen. So Jesus really did have a way of making an entrance in most unusual ways. Amen. In our uh, scripture for today uh, comes from the Gospel of Mark, the eleventh. Uh, chapter here and this is when Jesus rides in to Jerusalem and uh, for several weeks in, in the scripture in the story there's been this movement as, as Jesus is moving to Jerusalem um, and Peter doesn't want him to go there because he knows there will be turmoil and, and uh, conflict and he wants him to avoid Jerusalem and I often think in our lives uh, uh, you know with Jerusalem being a metaphor for our life or symbolic how we would rather avoid those places of conflict, those places of tension. And I think one of the things that separates Jesus or just a different way is he, he goes into the place of conflict to, to resolve it, to, to bring peace and reconciliation. And so he shows us a, a much different way to live and to resolve the, the differences that we have. And so when they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage in Bethany near the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the village ahead of you. And immediately as you enter it, you will find there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it to me. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just say this, the Lord needs it and we'll send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. And as they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? And they told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. And then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. And many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. 
And then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting and singing, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. And this is the, the word of God for each and every one of us here today. Amen. <clears throat> and as we think about Palm Sunday and um, Jesus uh, riding into Jerusalem, uh, for me at least, it have mixed emotions because we know the end of the story and how the the very people who were praising him and singing Hosanna within a week, they're yelling, crucify him, and they want him killed. And it kind of represents uh, our volatility as well as uh, just the complexity of human emotions that we we live with day to day and year by year. And so Jesus is once again just showing us and pointing us to a, a different way of life. And so as we take just some time to pray and to reflect on this passage, the question that I would like to ask is how has your understanding or how has your experience of Jesus or God or the Holy Spirit, how has that understanding changed over the course of your life? Maybe it has always stayed the same, but maybe your experience and your understanding of, of Jesus has changed. Let's just take a, a few moments to, uh, to pray and to reflect on that. Let us pray. <clears throat> Palm Sunday this year, um, it, it certainly has been different. Uh, I think the past year ha has just brought uh, so many um, trials to us and, and so many challenges. And then the, the last several weeks, actually, though, just walking around town and, and talking to people and many of you as well, uh, there's been a, a noticeable change in the air as we move from winter into spring. And last week we had quite a bit of snow, but the, the days are warming up, so it didn't stay on the ground long. And so we, we came back to, to the spring. And it seems like everywhere I go, there just seems to be this general, a more lightness of heart. And I would say that hope is in the air. And as more and more people receive their, their COVID vaccines, uh, People just smile and, and they say, well, I got my vaccine today or I got it, you know, uh, last week. And there's just this general lifting of this heaviness uh, just all around us in our communities. A few flowers are, are popping up and patches of grass are, are turning green. Uh, the birds are returning and singing their songs. And I love just to kind of watch the birds just soaring through the air. And it just kind of lifts up our hearts and gives us gives us hope. And last week when I was on a walk, uh, I was out by the Y in the road and uh, I, I saw a fox for the first time this spring, a fox uh, moving through Weaver's uh, hayfield out there. And it just brought joy to my heart. And next week is Easter Sunday. And we're going to have our first <clears throat> in-person worship service in over a year. And just wonderful to think about. And we'll still have our, our Zoom service and I hope many of you join us on Zoom as well. In our county, the Montezuma County ha has turned into 
a blue stage, which is the, the lowest it's been in, in quite some time. And so we can just see and feel the light at the end of the tunnel. Those words we always hear in the Gospel of John, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. And we're seeing this emergence, maybe more so, of this light coming into our day-to-day our -day lives. So it's a great time on Palm Sunday today for us to sing Hosanna and maybe a few Alleluias as well. And at the very same time that we're singing Hosanna and celebrating the light and the coming of spring and, and, and new birth, we also have despair. When I see those <laughs> stickers on people's cars that say coexist, I usually think about the hope and despair coexisting together. Because a friend of mine last week was talking about how she had a very good friend who was on a ventilator at Mercy Hospital in Durango. And so COVID is still here, even though it is slowing down. We've had two mass shootings over the last few weeks. <clears throat> I happened to turn on the news and within 30 seconds, they were talking about this divide between conservatives and liberal and just all the, the anger. And then we also have our, our personal struggles, even as we celebrate the presence of God in the light, we still have our, our struggles. I think we might, several of us, I, I've wondered about myself here having pandemic fatigue and sometimes just these blah feelings. And we have concerns and, and worries for our, our young children, our, our adult children, our aging parents. <clears throat> and so the struggles remain. But the beauty, the absolute beauty of Palm Sunday and Holy Week is these events embrace the fullness and the complexity of our lives. And that spirit of God can hold our wide range of emotions and feelings with peace and patience. Because our lives are full of light and darkness. They coexist with one another. Our lives are full of hope and promise. And we also have disappointment. We have great joys and we have sadness. They're not mutually exclusive. And we have moments of great faith. And then we also have doubt. And the Reverend Debbie Thomas says, on the one hand, the light at the end of the tunnel revives us and it renews us. But on the other hand, it shows us just how bleak and dismal the tunnel has been. And this past year, at least for me, has been a roller coaster ride of such extreme highs and extreme lows of victories and losses. And it's just been like this roller coaster, just constantly going up and down. And not over a period, sometimes several times in a day, just these highs and these lows. And as we sit here today and celebrate Palm Sunday and looking forward to Easter, will the vaccine and will new leadership save us from all of our sorrows and our troubles? And when Jesus rides into Jerusalem on a donkey, 
the Jewish pilgrims in the city for the past for the Passover festival, they desire a new life, a new way of being in the world. And they want a savior and they have expectations of how that savior will act and what that savior will do. And so when Jesus rides into Jerusalem, they believe he is the one and they sing and they shout, Hosanna, Hosanna, <clears throat> which means in Hebrew, save now, save us now. And they're saying as if, Lord, we're desperate, we're frantic, we're tired, and we are in trouble. And so their praises are steeped in need, in want, in loss, and in lack. And they sing, Hosanna, Jesus, save us, save us now. And I wonder, all these years later, if their hosannas and prayers are any different than the ones we have today. What do we need saving from today? Hosanna means save us now. Who will save us? Who do we sing to? And that's why I was asking that question about our, our understanding of God, of Jesus and the risen Christ. What do we expect from Jesus, from the risen Christ? What does that Savior look like to us? And the Jewish pilgrims, they expect Jesus to destroy their enemies by any means possible. They expect Jesus to liberate them from Roman oppression by military means. And their savior that they're singing to, they, they think he will use violence if necessary. But Jesus knew exactly what he was doing, riding on that donkey, which is a symbol of peace. And Jesus has been very clear in his words and in his actions. Love your neighbors. Love your enemies. Forgive one another. And Jesus loves the Jews and the Gentiles. He loves men and women. He loves the healthy and the unhealthy. And many of you have mentioned this, this understanding that this vision, this image of God or Christ just continues to expand about how vast and deep the love of God is. But yet, while they're singing Hosanna, they expect Jesus to destroy their enemies, even though he said, love them. And all these years later, what kind of God, what kind of savior, what kind of Jesus do we expect to save us? Reverend Thomas says, Palm Sunday is about dazzling hopes and disappointed expectations. The pilgrims want someone more like General Patton or Rambo or Dirty Harry. Instead, they get a defenseless, weaponless, loving, forgiving, humble Jesus riding on a donkey. And their praises turned into condemnation by the end of the week. And those who are singing Hosanna start singing, crucify him, killing 
And we have to ask ourselves, have we ever been disappointed by God, by Jesus? Have we been disappointed by a friend or a loved one? How often do we praise someone? We expect them to act a certain way and they don't do it. So we condemn them and maybe we dismiss them. You are no longer my friend because Jesus is a peacemaker. He's not a peacekeeper. He makes peace. He reconciles relationships and he saves us in ways that we didn't know were possible. And riding in on that donkey, he's trying to be very, very clear. There's a different way of life. The way of forgiveness, the way of compassion, the way of love. And yes, don't just love your neighbors, but love your enemies as well. Turn the other cheek and serve one another. And the way of Jesus befuddles us or challenges us. And sometimes we are disappointed. Why don't you just get rid of our enemies? Get rid of those people who disagree, that we disagree with. And I believe we struggle with this message in this way of life as much today as they did, as the pilgrims did on that very first Palm Sunday. And unlike the Roman emperor and most of our leaders today who rule by force, by coercion and political maneuvering, Jesus came into Jerusalem armed only with the truth, with patience and kindness and generosity. And he wasn't in the least naive about what he was doing. And he knew what would happen, but he was willing to sacrifice everything for love and kindness. And the good news is we have a God, a donkey riding savior who holds our ambivalence until we see the truth of grace and peace. We are held by a gracious God who sticks with us even when we do not stick with God. So as we sing Hosanna today, save us now. What do we need saving from? Who will save us? What kind of life will save us? The way of Christ or the way of empire? Will we choose the humble and defenseless one or will we choose the delusions of empire? Will we strive for power and control or will we surrender to compassion and empathy? Frederick Buechner, in reference to Palm Sunday, he said, all of us travel the road of despair and hope together to Jerusalem every year. We are mad with despair and with hope, so much so that we don't know what to do with the story of God. And my prayer for all of us and myself as well today, that on this Palm Sunday, that we may step back that we may breathe and that we may pray and that we may choose God's hope, a hope that does not disappoint us. Amen.
and Jennifer will now share a, a song with, with us. And this isn't really a Palm Sunday song, but it's just a song that came to me last night, um, just talking about, you know, Jesus and what Jesus stands for. And it's a beautiful um, Spanish song. <clears throat> Lord, you have come to the lake shore, looking neither for wealthy nor wise ones. You only asked me to follow humbly. Oh Lord, with your eyes you have searched me. And while smiling, have spoken my name. Now my boat's left on the shoreline behind me. By your side, I will seek other seeds. You know so well my possessions. My boat carries no gold and no weapons. You will find there my nets and labor. Oh Lord, with your eyes you have searched me. And while smiling, you've spoken my name. Now my boat's left on the shoreline behind me. By your side, I will seek other seas. You need my hands full of caring. Through my labors to give others rest and constant love that keeps on loving. You who have fished other oceans ever longed for by souls who are waiting, my loving friend, as thus you call me. Oh Lord, with your eyes you have searched me, and while smiling, you've spoken our name. Now our boat's left on the shoreline behind us. By your side, let us seek other seas. Amen.